This is a HeadGum Podcast. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. You woke up two hours late and then I got your breakfast. Someone's busting your balls about some stupidness. And your job's as boring as shit. You've got no girl, you're a fit. Where well, there's a will, there's a way. Dope song. Whoa, that I was really it. good. I feel bad that I didn't find this when they submitted it three years ago. Whoa, three I hope they're years. still a band. I bet they're even better than they were then. Uh, it's called the JJ Experience from the UK, and they were at our London show. Three years ago. Yeah, so one, I hope they're still a band, and two, I hope we see them again and they get message that we support them, we love them, we use their song. Yes, Face- I hope you get message. Facebook.com. Slash the JJ experience. Does that still work? Uh, Facebook is also not around anymore, so the whole system and universe has changed. Coming out in a dystopian future. Um, or you could check them out on MySpace. Oh no, oh, this email is dear. so old. They also have a Friendster Damn that you wanted to add them to. We're fucked. Shit. Uh, well, thank you, JJ experience. And I apologize. You know what it is? I searched song in Gmail. For the songs. Mm-hmm. So people email us, if I reshow at gmail.com, they'll search song. Uh, they'll write, this is a theme song. Here's a song, opening right. song. And they wrote, here's a theme tune for y'all. Wow. So then I decided one day recently, I'm going to search theme. Nice. In addition to song. And I found a few people that said theme or theme tune or opening theme. And uh, here we are. Beautiful story. Apologize. Um, but we made it. Uh, this is If I Were You, the only advice podcast on the internet, hosted by us. I'm Amir. Jake here. Uh, how was your Yom Kippur? Did you atone? Did you fast? Did you sin last year? Did you find it necessary to fast at all? It was actually interesting. In the end, I didn't sin at all. So you so were I, like... So I woke up having had. Yeah. And I, <laughs> and I had. So you woke up, you're on the way to temple, and you're like, wait a minute, atone for sins? 
I haven't done good. shit. Yeah. And then you did a U-turn and you sort of clipped an old lady in a walker. Right. And, and you're like, like, that that's doesn't on count. Her. Yeah. <laughs> that's for next year. That's for next year. She was jaywalking anyway, God. And then you were sort of learning how to drive a manual car starting and stopping. Yeah. And it was tough because I was drunk. Yeah. <laughs> You've been drunk driving a lot recently. Yeah. But you think it's, quote, out of necessity. So not a sin, not a sin. Sometimes I'll be drunk, but I'll have to go somewhere. Yeah. and then So what am I supposed to do? Yeah, you could call it Uber or Lyft, but you don't think that's worth the toning. No. You're also constantly being jealous and envious of your neighbor. You covet your neighbor's wife a lot. Yes. Which is like one and of not, the big not, sins. Right. Not because I like want her. She just has an awesome job. Yeah. So, so I that's, like, but yeah. I'm jealous of her. <laughs> You're right. So that's an example of a sin that you could have atoned for. Well, I'm not like you also any... you don't respect your elders which is like a huge part of it what are you talking about i don't because i egged one nursing home <laughs> yeah so you egged a nursing home. that could have been a sin right for well, example it, but it wasn't because i gave because it was like donating food yeah donating and... <laughs> food by giving a nursing home eggs yeah how's that, that bad that shall not murder does that ring up i didn't murder anybody <laughs> there's manslaughter yeah you kill homicide right <laughs> you kill people in cold blood murder blood. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was cold-blooded murder. <laughs> right, that kind of been another I'm thing. a murderer, a drunk, an envious <laughs> neighbor. <Coveter. laughs> the My worst... worst sin is that I covet. Yeah, nobody wants to covet your neighbor's wife as much I as you covet, do. I coveted my neighbor's wife so much that I strangled my neighbor in cold blood. <laughs> that's right, two for one. But that... the crime that's going to send me to hell is the is the coveting. It seems like you're eating more today, whereas you should be fasting. You're you're actually going out of your way to shove more food down your throat. Yes. Um, let's... Let's get to these emails who are people in maybe not as dire situations as the ones we just described, but they need our, quote, holy wisdom. Whoa. So let's call this guy Abraham. Nice. Hello, I find myself in a puzzling situation and I need your holy wisdom. I'm a 21-year-old dude who recently got himself uh, his very first girlfriend. She's cute and smart and kind and shares the same interests as me. She's essentially the girl of my dreams, and I can't wait to make things official to the world. But there's a bit of a problem. There always is. Her Facebook photos suck. Okay. I'm saying this because I know once we go official, many of my friends and people I know from high school are going to be checking her out on social, and her photos aren't great. They're either a really bad angle or too old or low quality. They show her doing weird faces or something else that makes the photos not very attractive at all. There are a few good ones, but they're buried under a pile of bad photos. I know this girl's cute as fuck and I want to show her off to everyone, but I don't feel like these photos show her full potential. I hope she does. I hope this doesn't make me an asshole, but it would be great if I can somehow have her put up some really nice pics before we go public. I'd even be willing to help out as I think my photography skills are decent. So my question is, how can I make my girlfriend put up better photos of herself on social media before we tell everyone about us without offending her and sounding like an asshole? Thanks a lot, guys. (gasps) Wow, what a roller coaster. It's tough. He wants to, it's half romantic. I just want to share you with the world. Uh, but first you have to make yourself a little hotter on Facebook. Yeah. I, I want to scream your name from the rooftop as long as you change your pics. I, the the pettiness, the shallowness of it all undercuts the romance a bit for me. Yeah. He's not really a Romeo. He's more <laughs> of a Tybalt, if, if you will. I don't. 
You know a lot about Shakespeare, I thought. Yeah, I didn't read that. Uh, the the one, the most popular one. What was it? The Razio, Razio and Julia. That was the one name that I had said. De Brazio and who? Yes, Mayor De Blasio yeah. <laughs> and Julia and Julia. <laughs> De Blasio and Julia. Yeah, I must have not seen that one. <laughs> um, well, what do you? I mean, it feels like the answer is baked into the question. I just. I feel bad giving him the answer for free because he's sort of a dickling turd. Uh, yeah. He's he's a bad guy about it. Yeah. Because he knows that what he's thinking isn't nice because he doesn't even want to broach it to her because he would feel like an asshole, which is how he should feel when he's writing this to us. Yeah, because, I mean, you shouldn't even care about the photos to begin with. I think it's kind of nice when somebody, like, doesn't have a meticulously curated social media presence presence yeah what do you want like somebody with the headshots the high-res photos the multiple angles the beautiful backdrops like i think i'd be more embarrassed about dating somebody that had that so he says uh can i do it without offending her or sounding like an asshole it sounds like the answer is no yeah no you can Oh, you can? Because he, he suggested, like, taking photos himself. And that is kind of what you have to do. Oh, you say, oh, let's take some photos together. Or can I practice my photography on you? Yeah, or, like, don't even make it a thing. Just, like, start taking photos and posting <laughs> them of her, like, that you think are good. And then you tag them like, in her, and yeah. then that'll be on her profile. You guys go out to the park one day. You're like, oh, let me take a photo. You look really cute. Boom. <laughs> Click. Post it. That's Boom, fine. And now that bumps down one of the weird angle photos. I wonder who this, what strikes me as weird is how he's like, I have this girl, but my friends don't know about her yet. He's going to like debut her, go public with her. Yeah. I didn't know that was such a thing anymore. The yeah. idea of like telling everyone at once and having them look like, don't they know who this girl is, let he's alone have met her before? He's high school. So, so it seems like maybe he's in college and he's mm. like been dating somebody. He's going to go, he's going to like announce the relationship and since they're not there they'll see it or or if he's so shallow that he's straight up talking about people that he doesn't hang out with at all anymore like (laughs) she's met my group of friends she's met my family but now it's time to go public the boys back home and and all of my old acquaintances will now now be able to see her i'd hate for them to think that she's as ugly on the outside as i am on the in nice um All right, so one, don't do this. And two, if you wanted to, you can offer to take some photos of her and upload those to Facebook so that all your friends think you're dating someone as attractive as you think she is. Yeah. There you have it. Cool. It's easy sometimes. It's easy, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Nicely done. Uh, This is a lady. Let's call her Sarah, Abraham's wife. Right. Hey, guys, just going to get right to it. I've been dating my boyfriend for a couple months now, and everything is perfect. (laughs) <laughs> what do you think her next line is? Except <laughs> for. Except one thing. He masturbates with his best male friend. I've never heard of guys doing this before, but he assures me it isn't weird or, quote, gay. I'm not sure what to do. I really like this guy, but it weirds me out, and I don't know how to feel. Please help me. Love, Sarah. P.S. It's not like they're just jerking each other off. They're just masturbating to the same video in the same room. How old did you say they are? <laughs> Uh, it doesn't, it doesn't mention, but we assume high school. Yeah. This is high school behavior for you? I mean, I think this is middle school behavior. Oh, even younger than high. But I wouldn't, I don't think I've ever had the confidence to be like, I jerk off in the same room as my buddy, Mike. Yeah. 
That's fine. It's normal. To the same video. I definitely didn't do it when I had a girlfriend. <laughs> this and is sort of like girlfriendless behavior. Yeah, when you're a kid and puberty has just completely ravaged your body, hormones are spilling out of all your greasy pores, and you just got to jerk off with your friends because right. you can't even handle it anymore. Because you have to jerk off like 12 times a day. Or you'll And like explode. some of the times you're with your friends and yeah. it's just going to fucking have to happen. Uh, you've done this before, correct? When I was growing up, like watching uh, Scramble Vision in my friend's basement, like in like sixth or seventh grade. Lights are on? No, lights are off. Everybody's just like uh, jerking off <laughs> like some under sort of... a blanket, like in their own corners of the room. <laughs> like like sort of like this perverted Nickelodeon of sorts, a, 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 one of those Pee Wee Herman type right. smut rooms where everyone comes for a couple nickels oh, yeah. takes this, a this seat. happened like in the 70s in new york city people <laughs> going to like the the porno theater yeah and they'd have to jerk off in a theater with a bunch of other people really this guy's just honestly a thespian of sorts he's probably a fan of the fine arts and respects his history so he's doing it like they did in the 70s in new york where yeah. people would walk into a room and masturbate with each other exactly this guy's got some grit he's got some class so why do you not do this with a girlfriend because it's deviant behavior it's oh like no i think i just i mean when i had a girlfriend i had, i think i had outgrown the need to masturbate to scramble vision during sleepovers right i think i was like a little beyond that but i i also think that I feel like society has changed so much that like everybody has an iPhone. So it's kind of weird if if we were if I was in a room with somebody and I really felt like I needed to masturbate, I would be like, "Excuse me. I must go rub one out." <laughs> I I've got up my own personal porn screen here. Yeah, it seems like they're not doing it out of necessity. It's almost like a fun little co-bonding experience where it's like we're masturbating together. Yeah. I don't, I don't think I'd call it gay, but I'd call it weird. Yeah. I think this is abnormal. <laughs> weird has such a negative connotation. It doesn't mean bad. It just means less than, let's say, 10% of people do it. Yeah. Like, uh, it might be weird to whistle a lot in the shower. That's weird. Right. But it's not necessarily bad. It's just that most people don't do it. <laughs> That's true. And, and also, <laughs> but like, and this is, I feel like this is also subject to um, how it's making her feel. So, like, while this guy might not think it's weird, it's not weird to him. This is normal. Uh, She finds it weird. (laughs) Who's to say who's right, you know? Right. But, like, you can't hide from your truth. You think it's weird. (laughs) He thinks it's not. But imagine, like, you doing this today. Wouldn't the love of your life be, like, that's kind of weird? Yeah, I think if I, I mean, if I was doing it as a married 33-year-old, it's beyond weird. But is it bad? To masturbate in the same room with, like, if we were watching, if we were watching, like, HBO, and uh, there was, like, a really beautiful lady, and she was topless, and we are like, let's pause it so we can masturbate to this scene. <laughs> Me and you. Yeah. Yeah. Would that be negative? Would that be cheating? Would that be a bad thing to a relationship? It, yes, I think, I mean, it, I don't think it's cheating to masturbate. I don't think it's... <laughs> negative to jerk off but i think it's odd and i think that it might be so odd that it'd be detrimental to my relationship 
detrimentally you, odd is the official detrimentally category. odd yeah. because if you do something that seems so <laughs> out of character that it like makes the person you are in love with feel like they don't know you then that's detrimentally odd <laughs> detrimental what's another example of something that's not bad but detrimentally odd <laughs> Mm, I was going to say littering, but that's actually bad for the environment. That's right. <laughs> oh, maybe maybe like eating something really, really strange. Why is that detrimentally odd? Um, because like it's not actually, ne- it's not necessarily bad for you, but somebody who loves you could be like, oh my God, I can't believe you eat that. Like you put that in your body. I'm like, I find you less attractive yeah. for that thing. And you'd have to, like, hide that from somebody. Right. Remember the Friends episode where Ross and Joey cuddle? They have the best nap ever. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, if, if you and I had, like, a, a nightly planned cuddle sesh, mm-hmm. <laughs> could that be considered weird, gay, or detrimentally odd? I think it could be considered detrimentally <laughs> odd. <laughs> Only because it's detrimentally odd to me. I can't, I cannot, I, but I do cuddle with the Rosenbergs. Like, if, so what's the difference? If Dave here? slept over, I would like, he would sleep on my chest. I know this. Like some sort of cat turned into a 200 pound male. Yeah. I think it's, it's really just like what's, what's in character and out of character. And if it's out of character, then it's detrimentally odd. But for him, it's in character. This guy's character is to do this. So it's not out of character to him. So it's weird to classify this as detrimentally odd. Yeah, but I guess <laughs> I guess finding it out makes it you know, it's hard to say cuz like for instance, Jill knows that I cuddle the Rosenbergs. It she wouldn't find this behavior detrimentally odd. <laughs> but if she found out that every time we record a podcast, <laughs> I sit on your lap. <laughs> That I think that's like speaking into the same microphone. Yeah, that's such a shock. <laughs> that's a shock to the system that it that it rocks you a little bit. So I think I think if it's a rocking shock, then it's detrimentally awkward. Yeah, that, I think that's I'll I'll say that. And then for this, would you say it's detrimentally odd if this is who this man is? This is his equivalent of cuddling with a Rosenberg, not sitting on my lap. Yeah, I guess. I mean, so it's 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 not detrimentally. It's it's detrimentally odd for his girlfriend to find out. So it's up to him to like explain that this is in character and like why it's fine. But I think that she's allowed to question it a little more um a little more rigorously. Yeah. And that she doesn't out. have to, to necessarily <laughs> just accept that this is like <laughs> her reality forever. This, well, she should at least know that like not 90% of People. Other guys do this. Yeah. She can take a quick straw poll of other men in her life. Like, oh, do you jerk off next to your, be- in the same room as your best friend? Is that something you guys do still? <laughs> what do they all say yes and we're just out of touch? They might. In Kansas City in 2018, the teenagers tend to do this perhaps. Yeah. I mean, who knows? And maybe we're the ones that are weird. Well, Why she'll find out it? when she takes the straw poll. And <laughs> let us know what you think. Let us know what answers you get. I want to know the results of this poll. Me too. Uh, all right, let's take a break. Let's thank some sponsors, and we'll be back on the other side of this intermission. 
This HeadGum Podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an Aura Frame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, well. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an Aura Frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there. And you know what? You can update it with an app. So every time you take a new picture of a sweet little uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A Frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. Headgum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm -hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code HEADGUM at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. Thank you to Squarespace for sponsoring this episode of our show. Indeed. Indeed. Simply put, it's the easiest way to create a professional-looking website. Couldn't agree more, bud. That's it. Yeah. That's the tweet. <laughs> um, no, they do have a lot more than that. It's uh, right. it's a, it's they have 24/7 award-winning customer support. They have very simple drag and drop technology. You can code, you can design mm -hmm. a professional-looking website without knowing much about how the internet works. You can sell. You can launch and sell product from Squarespace. Yes. That's right. You can even purchase a domain name through Squarespace. For example, Jake, what can people purchase? boneheader.com boneheader it's like interesting that's pretty good yeah yeah it's like if you're a boneheaded person but you're doing a boneheader of a move you know what i mean what about fitnessnah.com so it's sort of like a relaxation technique mm -hmm. slash way to say damn the man with regards yeah. to fitness it's a movement about not going to the gym Fitness, it's nah. a it's an anti movement, really. Oh, it's a non movement that's movement. A, is anti movement yeah. one? Anti movement. Uh, I'll like have it to be. check it out later. Actually, let me look right now. Anti movement.com is not available. Don't yeah. buy that one. Okay, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't, but so it's fitness more of a fitness <laughs> yeah, it's more of a fitness nah thing. <laughs> yeah, uh, Squarespace AI also is a great way to kickstart or update written content on any website, they can generate instant personalized results that know and show your brand identity. Pretty cool there too. Incredible. So the way to get in on this action and uh, launch your own website soon enough mm -hmm. is to go to squarespace.com slash segments. Segments. And when you're ready to launch, you use that coupon code segments at checkout to save 10% off their already low, low prices. Beautiful. Again, Check out squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash segments to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Thanks, folks. Thanks, Squarespace. And we're back. Jake, do you have any? Oh, it's a lesson the fight. Mom, I'm coming. <laughs> <That was> gross. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
Well, I don't really. <laughs> but I wanted to at least talk about how you spent last night and then sort of frame it in a way that's giving unsolicited advice. Oh, the advice of um, finding a meaningful... Sure, I've got it. Yeah, Everyone should find a meaningful <laughs> hobby that enriches your life and makes you a happy gentleman. And how did you pursue that yesterday? I ordered a miniature dragon that I intend to paint <laughs> in my garage. Uh, Any other brain busters, Blumenfeld? All I have are brain busters. Why? Why did you do it? Why did I order a miniature, miniature dragon? dragon to paint? Because I also ordered a miniature hero of myself, Hard One Surefoot, to paint. So you already done that. Didn't you already get a miniature Hard One Surefoot? Don't you have two at this point? I just ordered a third, Bob. <laughs> Why'd you order a third? Can't you paint one of the first two you have? Couple reasons. One is in bronze, and it's not really good for painting, pal. Uh-huh. So any other brain busters? Yes, what about, what about the, the plastic first, one? The first one? Well, that was the 3D printed Hard One Surefoot, and it's not exactly prime for painting, pal. <laughs> Any other brain busters? So you order a third Surefoot. This one is prime for painting. This one's in premium <laughs> plastic, friend. From the same website? Yeah, it's all from Hero Forge, hombre. <laughs> and then in addition to the hard one, you wanted him to have a dragon of the same size? Well, it's not exactly the same size. It's a miniature, but it's to <laughs> scale. So the hard one is 35 millimeters, but this dragon's about seven inches, bub. <laughs> <laughs> So hard one is three inches tall. 35 millimeters, less than an inch tall. Very small. But in the world of D&D, the dragon, the dragons are huge. <laughs> so to scale, this dragon is also a miniature, but it's a gargantuan <laughs> miniature. So you went from a one inch hard one to a seven inch dragon. Correct, Mundo. And the plan is to what? Paint them? Yes, I'm going to paint them both. Okay. And what does painting them entail other than just like spray painting them blue or whatever? Can't spray paint them <laughs> blue? You, well, first I need a jeweler's loop. <laughs> so you get a jeweler's loop, which is basically the little monocle, the one-eyed monocle. It's sort of like jeweler's... a big mounted um, magnifying glass with a light on an arm. Uh, and then I am going to paint them. With a little small brush. With a tiny little brush, correct, Amundo. Okay. You do that. That takes hours or whatever. Yeah. Then you're done with it. They're dry. They're painted. Correct, Mundo. <laughs> now, what? What? I what happens am the next? constructing an adult diorama. I don't understand what's hard about this. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first time I've heard that. An adult diorama. Words. Yes. What is that? Um, well, <laughs> so I record a portion of my Dungeons and Dragons podcast from home, uh -huh. the um, the short rest podcast. Okay. Um, and I wanted to sort of set up a little scene wherein <laughs> Hard One, my character, uh -huh. is fighting a dragon. Okay. So? Set up a scene? Yeah. Just like the, when I look upon it, I will be filled with joy. Got it. So it's more like a you're almost making like a sculpture, like a 3D painting of Hard One, your character, yeah. next to a dragon. On your desk downstairs, do you or do you not have a plastic model of Shaquille O'Neal breaking a um, um, a a backboard. Yes, I do. That's essentially what I'm doing. Only instead of me thinking Shaquille O'Neal breaking a backboard is cool, as you do, uh -huh. I think Hard One Surefoot <laughs> single-handedly slaying a dragon is pretty cool. So it's 
kind of like are uh, just like an art piece. You're not doing, you're not play pretend fighting. You're just putting them next to each other. Yes, I'm making a 3D art thing. And did you um, watch a 15-minute YouTube <laughs> tutorial on how to paint miniatures? Yes. I wasn't going to ask that. Okay. <laughs> did you see this and come up with the idea, or is this completely novel, original? You're like, I want an adult diorama. Because the phrase adult diorama seems like it was given to you somewhere. I think Emily Axford might have called it an adult diorama at one point. Um, but I think... So what got me into it was when we did our live show in Seattle, we, yeah. we took a tour of Wizards of the Coast. And those are the people that created Magic the Gathering. They now own... Um, they they own the D and D um, like books and game as well. Uh -huh. And in their office, they have like all these um, amazing murals, paintings, huge life-size um, statues. But then they also have these miniatures. And like, I saw all of like the miniatures <laughs> that they make. Basically they're toys, they're toys for adults. <laughs> People use them during D and D play where you like have a map. Yeah. Since ours is a podcast, we don't use a map. Uh-huh. But some uh, people who play D&D &D, like use kind of like a board like, to know where their character is and how far they can move. Like, Got it. A character can move 25 feet in one action. Uh -huh. Like they're actually using a map to like move their character. Almost like a board feet. game. Yeah. But yours is not a board game. Yours is just like a pretend Right. Thing. But that's like where they, that's where miniatures I think come to, come to play. Yeah. But I just like the way they look. So... See, seeing them at the Wizards of the Coast, I was like, I want to do that. I want to just like set up a really small scene that uh, looks cool, and I'm just gonna have that on my desk as like desk decoration. Got it. And does it? It starts with the dragon. Then do you build out from there? I think for me personally, I'm just gonna have my dude and a dragon. But as I I was watching these YouTube videos. I like it, it's sort of like adults getting into like Bob Ross paintings. Right. It's just like a arts and crafts. Right. It's just like a super soothing thing where you like sit down and you paint a, like cuz all of them come unpainted. They're just like plastic molds. Right. Uh and you can just straight up paint a little guy and that's it. That's that's your it's afternoon. Like, yeah, it's like a little hobby, a new hobby. Yeah. I have no idea if I'm actually going to like painting it, but watching the YouTube tutorials that I was watching last night made me feel <laughs> very at ease. It's hard for me to focus on one thing. Like, I feel like every time I'm using my computer, I've got like 10 different tabs open. I'm like planning a trip, editing yeah. a script, responding to an email, like sending somebody a picture of something. It's just like there's so much shit happening. Right. But I legit just watched a full 15-minute YouTube video <laughs> of somebody painting a miniature because I was like enthralled. So it's it's like uh, adult coloring books are now a rage where it's like a yeah. therapeutic way to unwind, it's, decompress. It's similar to that. And in the, in, a, in a lamer way too, um, I, like, I used to be really into the idea of like woodworking. Yeah. Um and I think I like made a side table and like <laughs> I I was like thinking about like oh I'm going to make like a really beautiful box and I just like imagine sitting in a workshop sanding a box and staining it and like doing all that stuff and now I realize that I don't know if I have the the craftsmanship to actually <laughs> to be a master woodworker but I think I might be able to paint D&D &D characters in my garage. 
So I'm going to do that. This is the good, the, the good beginning to a scene of like you as an old man painting like a uh, surefoot or like another character. And then the neighborhood boys like run by and like throw a handball at you. And it just sort of like ruins your entire project. Yeah. And then you're like, get back here. What are you doing? Come. I'm going to tell your parents on you. It's like, yeah, whatever, old man. And then you look down the old man. Yeah, yeah. And you look down at your thing and it's like ruined. And it's kind of a sad moment that sets up your character. That's cool. And then I like go upstairs and I yell, honey, I'm home. But we find out that my wife died 10 yeah. years ago. <laughs> so her... I call my son. He doesn't answer. <laughs> you pick up a leash and walk around the neighborhood with it. It's not attached to any dog. Stuff like that. I was refusing to admit that my life sucks. <laughs> Can't wait for that part of your life, that chapter. So the unsolicited advice is get a fucking hobby. Get a hobby. Get a fucking hobby. And honestly, once my once my miniature painting studio is up and running, yeah. I'm going to I'm going to open up like a PO box. Oh, that's People good. can send me their miniatures with a pre-addressed envelope uh to They'll return paint. it and I'll paint it cuz I don't think I want to do it. I don't want to create a a miniature for my or I don't want to cr- have a ton of them. I just but I I like the idea of doing it. You know what it's similar to? My dad used to have like a train set when I was a kid. Oh, like, yeah, like adult train sets. Yeah. Building, designing, like setting it up. And then there's like the like paint model and stuff airplanes and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You do uh, totally. I, I guess like <laughs> weird adult man hobbies. It's like, it's so close to me having a dollhouse. <laughs> It is. So, it's so dangerously close to me having a dollhouse. I mean, you'll have some sort of home for a hard one in the dragon. It'll be my desk. And one day I'll make a castle, and it will be a castle, not a dollhouse. Yeah, I guess. A miniature castle. <laughs> That's not cooler. <laughs> <laughs> you just bragged about the size of it being smaller than a normal castle. Uh, yep, so fucking into this. Uh, all right, keep us posted. We want to know more. Well, I'm sure you'll post to your Instagram and or stories about the progress you're going to Follow my ass at Jake Hurwitz, everybody. Or you can create your own YouTube channel. You can make your own time-lapse videos. Oh, that seems like an additional step that would make make it more annoying. Like, I love the idea of just disconnecting and painting. Right. If I have to, like, set up... (laughs) I guess it's easy enough to just do it with my phone on, like, Instagram Live it. That's right. Fuck it, I'll do that. (laughs) (laughs) I love content. Uh, all right, here's a question called Auto-Erotic Martial Arts, or as I call it, the Karate Boner. Nice. So why don't we call this guy Mr. Miyagi? Karate. I'm an 18-year-old dude from New Zealand and recently become pretty sexually active. Huh? <laughs> My girlfriend and I throw down on the reg and I'm starting to get excited experimenting with some kinky stuff. <sighs> Something I'm low-key interested in is a little cheeky wee choke action. Cheeky wee chokey. But there's a problem. I'm big into martial arts, and I've been doing them since I was six. I'm a bit of a beast in that regard, and at the moment, I am thoroughly into some Brazilian jiu-jitsu, hitting the mats as much as nine and a half hours a week. For those of you who don't know, BJJ, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, is a grappler's martial arts, meaning instead of punching and kicking... We beat our opponents through joint locks, holds, and yes, choking. Heh. <laughs> go my problem. I'm definitely afraid that if my girlfriend and I start getting into choking in the bedroom, I'm going to have some fucking Pavlovian shit in dojo and get my heart on with some guy's girthy hand around my neck. I'm not even afraid that people will think I'm gay or anything. I'm pretty effeminate as it is, but it would be embarrassing is all. So my question is... Should I just say, what the heck, I'll have her wring my neck 
and risk a rock-hard cock with my face in some guy's jock? Todan thinks in advance. Mr. Miyagi. When he said Pavlovian response, I was worried that he was going to like, as soon as she chokes him a little bit in the bedroom, he was going to go into full defense mode, <laughs> put her in a leg lock and make her tap out. Yeah, or like as soon as he gets choked, he like, his Pavlovian response is to like martial art, self-defense, karate chop. Oh my God, I don't know my own strength, babe. I'm so sorry. Yeah, he's going to like Jason Bourne, his <laughs> his girlfriend. How did I know that? Put her in a figure four and just be like, my, what training have I had? <laughs> Who am I? And why? Uh, is this a problem? I don't think he's going to get a boner. I feel like this the, the choking like adds to the sex it's not like necessarily the thing that's the hottest part of sex i never think about getting a boner and a gi because that must come up a lot it's like a martial art you're doing it in a robe but isn't there like the belt that can keep your situation also you can still wear underwear right Despite imagine, being in a gi. I imagine you wear underwear. And if you got a, if you're really worried, you could like put, yeah, put your dick up into the belt area and tie it real tight. Yeah. Like lift it up. But then if it's too big of a dick, it starts coming out through the chest area. Mm, yeah. Like if I moved my oh. cock up, it would like scratch my nose. You know what I mean? Because no. I have like a fucking four foot schlong. And when it's rock fucking Why hard, would you even lie? that to that extent like you could if you said you had a 10 inch dick it'd be unbelievable i don't have a 10 inch you said four feet i have a 48 inch dick you have a dick that is you know how people tie their white belt around their gi disattached from your body your dick would be from your nipples to your feet i really think so i think if it was disattached from my body it would be from my nipples to my feet i'll use it as a belt so i'll fucking strap my gi in with my dick and that's when it's soft uh-huh. And I'm a shower so you're, and a grower. You're a flesh belt. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you can say that. I'm a flesh-colored belt. I think if you have a boner during karate, that's that's good because you have an extra thing that you can, like, chop somebody with. Oh. Haya one hand. Haya other hand. Foot, foot. And then slap them with the dick. Yeah, I think that's it's how like a karate, finishing move. I think that's how Karate Kid ended, right? He did, like, the crane thing. But mm-hmm. then, like, instead of the kick... Right. His like dick came out and like, like wax on, yeah. get off. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. Thank you. <laughs> um cut your dick off. I don't know what else to say at this I, point. Yeah, I don't hate that advice. Cause if then you wouldn't have to worry about, about if you had a boner during uh BJJ. And you can still get like excited and interested because like your balls are still there and that's where the testosterone is, right? Right. If you leave um like the if you leave part of your shaft or your head or it's like if you chop it off kind of like in a weird way and they reconstruct it just by like leaving you just the the mushroom tip of your (laughs) dick almost as like a little clitoris for yourself Uh then you might even be able to like um get yourself to climax still but you wouldn't have to worry about getting a boner during karate is a penile reduction a type of licensed plastic surgery that one could even get if necessary i believe i've heard of it but i can't i don't know if i've heard of it in reality or if it's just how a lot of porns that i watch start (laughs) it's all the same a nurse is like wow you're here for a penile (laughs) reduction surgery yeah let's see that cock whoa my god why would you ever want to reduce it i have to touch it 
That's good. That's where fucking all the problems start. That all every porn is just like, oh, somebody sees your penis and they have to fuck you. <laughs> yeah, you'd be a great porn writer, man. <laughs> I'm serious. That's the whole. That's the game for every episode. So you're you're painting your little things. You're writing your little Don't porns. Don't you foul my my hobby up. I'm not going to be a porn writer. I'm going to be a fucking Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> A miniature painter and those <laughs> those two things do not intersect all right fine uh all right one last question mm-hmm. british guy here let's call him romeo nice so you do know romeo's name now and i just forgot that he was british as all well. now that you referenced that point it just it it unlocked the entire play for me really? and i'm back in the zone romeo juliet mercaccio the Romulets, the Capitans, and they're all just <laughs> debuting here and there. And it ends with a Greco-Roman, not orgy, but cuckolding session. You made me forget Romeo's last name. You got it so wrong. <laughs> Romeo has a last name? Oh, yeah. Montague. Oh, that's nice. Romeo Montague, Juliet Capulet. I didn't realize that that was also their last name. Uh, I don't know if it is. All right. Uh, I work with a girl who's got it going on. A solid 7.26 out of 10. She would absolutely be my type, but there's one big problem. She's a lesbian. She's not dated a guy for 10 years, and she has a constant string of girlfriends. I've always admired her from afar, but not attempted to woo her because what's the point? We have always been friendly, but last Friday night, this all changed. We had a work night out, and things got flirty. She ended up coming back to my place, and we did the dirty all over the apartment. While we were in the drunken, passionate state, she kept saying how much she liked me for a long time, but can't see herself with a man. In the morning, there was some chit-chat, cuddles, kissing, swiftly followed by a taxi home. Do you think that this gives me the green light to now pursue her? Do you think that she could be tempted to stop being a lesbian and instead savior, <laughs> savor the sausage? Oh, God. <laughs> I was with you until savor the sausage. <laughs> thank you so much i had to say it how do you think i feel thank you so much for your help love romeo oh what a romantic so what a hopeless romantic how can i get a lesbian to savor the sausage <laughs> i bet if he just said will you want to savor the sausage she would stop being into you and that would sort of solve yeah. that problem it's funny to be like do you think a night of passionate sex and a morning of cuddling gives me the green light to pursue her what do you mean pursue yeah. you like there's no, there's no pursuit. It's, it's done. The chase is, the chase is off. Well, she, he, he wants more than a one night stand. He wants a relationship with this lady. Right. I just think that the green light is clear. Like, it's clearly the green light was there. Mm-hmm. You went through the green light. You are now on the road to the relationship. <laughs> oh, you think you it's going like, to happen? Courtship is fine. She said she liked him. She just can't see herself with a man. He is a man, though. That's the problem. But she likes him. She had sex with him. It seems like the the scale of lesbian and straight is like she's not all the way on one side here. Because she's having sex with guys. Yes. Or at the very least, this guy. This guy. So you're saying this does give him the green light to now pursue her, maybe ask her out on a date. I'm saying there's a chance. Uh, yeah, at least address what happened and be like, I liked that. Did you like that? Could you see that happening again, (laughs) except, you know, use real words? Right. But she already said, I can't see myself being with a man. What? I thought she said that during the throes of their drunken, passionate lovemaking. Uh, 
she, uh, well, yes, that's right. She kept saying how she liked me for a long time, but can't see herself with a man. Why so, don't you have a sober conversation yeah, with her? I would explore that that theme sober. Yeah, and then see if she actually once sober day after. Though I imagine if she said that in the throes of passion, she definitely means it in the sober next morning. Throes of, you know, day after Hangover. blow. Yeah. When you're, when you're hungover, you definitely don't want that. And so the fact that it didn't happen when she was passionately, drunkenly doing this guy. But I think that it's not like she was saying, um, you're cool, but I'll, I'll never be with a guy. Like saying... I like you, but I can't date you while you're fucking somebody is like, that, that's, there's so many mixed singles, <laughs> signals there that I don't think, I don't think that anything means anything right now. Uh, okay. So I think the, the idea is to have a one-on-one with her post drunken night out. Yeah. See if she actually does. Have a conversation and you should let her know that you also like her. Yeah, and if she says, no, it's not going to happen, then I guess it's off to the next uh, straight person that you see. Um, no need to try to, I Convert guess... Convert somebody. To savor the, quote, sausage. Uh, all right, that's it. That's it. That's our time. Thank you for writing in. If you have your own questions or your own theme songs, we're running low on theme songs again, people. So Yeah, we got this boy searching themes at this point. Uh, so send them all down. If you've been on the fence or if we haven't used yours, maybe jog my memory. Uh, the email address for everything is ifiwereyoushow at gmail.com. Uh, the opening one was written by JJX. This closing one is a Hey Ya parody written by James Weir. Nice. So thanks, James. Thanks, JJX. And thanks to you guys for listening. We'll be back next week. Later. One, two, three, four. Jake and Amir have a podcast where they give advice. It's what if I were you? From seasoned cheese to boiling jewelry, you guys should buy a brewery called a Chodaruba. That was a HeadGum Podcast.